Support for this program is provided by Chevron. This is Politico Energy. I'm Nirmal Malaikul. Democrats got a new ally in the war over distributed solar power, and it's not someone you'd expect. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. DeSantis, a potential 2024 Republican presidential candidate, vetoed a GOP bill last week that would have cut payments to owners of rooftop solar systems. That's something that the state's investor-owned utilities have long sought, and it's something that the state's GOP legislature almost managed to pass with near-veto-proof majorities. Now, DeSantis's move is receiving praise from both Democrats and the state's solar advocates. So today, Politico Energy host Josh Siegel caught up with our colleague Deborah Kahn about how Ron DeSantis became solar advocates' unlikely ally and how it's putting pressure on some of his rivals, like California Governor Gavin Newsom, who are fighting their own solar battles. It's Tuesday, May 3rd. So, Deborah, why did Florida Governor Ron DeSantis veto a GOP bill that would have cut payments to owners of rooftop solar systems? I know this decision surprised a lot of people, right? Yeah, it sent shockwaves through the solar community when he vetoed this bill last Wednesday. And the reason that he gave was inflation. Specifically, he said the U.S. is experiencing its worst inflation in 40 years and said specifically increases in the price of gas and groceries were making it untenable for him and the state to contribute more to this financial crunch. And then within the bill, he objected to one provision that would have let utilities pass on the cost of solar to all customers in the interim while the state works out new rules for net metering. So for about the next year or 18 months. So it was kind of that very specific cost objection that he had rather than to the entire bill. Right. And and to clarify, was the bill passed with veto-proof majorities in the state legislature? Almost. It passed the House with a veto-proof majority, which would be two-thirds. It passed 83 to 31. And in the Senate, almost. It passed 24 to 15. So yes, they could technically try to override the veto if they were still in session. But in Florida, that doesn't seem to happen rarely, if at all. I talked to our Florida energy and environment reporter, Bruce Ritchie, And he said that talking about a veto override is basically a conversation from an alternative universe. However, Bruce says that he fully expects the bill to come back next year and that given that the veto message provided basically a roadmap for passing a bill that he would sign, he fully expects that to happen next year. Gotcha. And Florida Power and Light, which is the big utility in the state, which wrote some of the bill, has been trying to reduce solar incentives for years, correct? Yes, they sponsored a ballot initiative in 2016 that went after solar more generally rather than rooftop solar subsidies. But they were also active in the Public Services Commission's consideration of this last year. Bruce found that Florida Power and Light hired the former chairman of the Public Service Commission to make the same kind of argument that they're making now, which is that net metering results in a cost shift onto non-solar customers. So environmentalists and solar companies were 
waiting for this kind of play to happen this year. And then, in fact, there was an interesting story in December from the Miami Herald and Floodlight that reported that FPL lobbyists texted the bill language to the author's staff in October. And then two days later, FPL's parent company, NextEra, donated $10,000 to that lawmaker. An interesting wrinkle, though, is that the language in the bill that DeSantis specifically didn't like was apparently put in by a different utility, Duke Energy Florida. The FPL lobbyist told Bruce that the reason for the veto was this provision and that it was put there at the behest of Duke Energy. So it's kind of interesting that it was apparently a poison pill from another utility that resulted in the veto. Yeah, and how are solar advocates reacting to this move from DeSantis, who has presidential ambitions, is allied with former President Trump, not known as a climate advocate? How are they reacting to this? Basically just overjoyed. They're thanking him. They're taking some credit for it, which I don't know how accurate that is. But they're basically just thrilled and they're accepting it. They're trying to kind of turn it to the next kind of net metering battles around the country that await. Gotcha. And how does this decision help inform other fights over rooftop solar access across the country, like in California, where you're based? I think it does, at least in the short term. The main argument that utilities are currently making against net metering, which is that it forces a cost shift to customers who don't have rooftop solar panels, has been gaining traction around the country. And particularly in California last year, where the Public Utilities Commission came out with a proposed decision that would have also cut solar benefits. And there they saw a huge outcry from the solar industry and from environmentalists. And so they're re-examining it right now. And so the timing of this is really interesting because now solar advocates in California can point to DeSantis as having saved solar in Florida. And so they're trying to use that as leverage with California Governor Gavin Newsom, who, you know, once that decision came out last year, he was like, oh, we need to revisit that. And so he's getting a lot of pressure right now. And so if, if DeSantis is seen as setting a kind of pro-solar bar for Newsom to clear, then that might gain traction with him because he views DeSantis as his political rival. Also, the Biden administration is rolling out more than $3 billion in spending to increase the production and recycling of battery components that are crucial for growing renewable energy resources and the sales of electric vehicles. The effort is central to President Joe Biden's overall clean energy transition and specifically to help cut emissions in the power and transportation sectors. Those sectors will rely on batteries that contain critical minerals like lithium and cobalt. For context, China is currently the dominant producer and refiner of those critical minerals globally. For more news on energy and the environment, subscribe to our newsletter at politico.com slash morningenergy. Some of the music in today's show was composed by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. I'm Nirmal Malaykul, and we'll see you back tomorrow. Did you know that Chevron supports the ambitions of the Paris Agreement? In fact, they've even tied their executives' compensation to lowering the carbon emissions intensity of their operations. Because it's only human to help power a brighter future. Learn more at chevron.com slash lowercarbon.